Hello, everyone, and welcome to David and Nicole's Survivor Podcast. I'm David, and with me, as always, is... Nicole, hello! And how are you doing on this fine evening, Nicole? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, a really, really good episode of Survivor, I thought. I think it started off a little slow, but uh, the ending in Tribal Council, oh, it was really great. I was getting very, very nervous, Nicole, because the person who I predicted to win, Bill, almost got out last night, and you had predicted him to be an early boot, and I did not want to give you the satisfaction of being right. Um, but thankfully, he survived, and I, I lived to fight another day. But... Uh, <laughs> Other than that, I found it a very eventful uh, episode. What did you think? Um, I really liked it as well. I was pretty excited. I didn't know who was going home for a while, so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, we uh, are going to have Holly Hoffman from Survivor Nicaragua on the podcast with us today, and we are so excited to talk to her. Um, but before we do, let's first talk some Survivor announcements. Okay, so the ratings this week were 10.6 million. Um, pretty good, so we can get those up, though, so make sure all your friends are watching Survivor. Yeah, that's sort of the same amount of ratings that the premiere had, so that's pretty good. Um, last week it had dropped down to 10.2, 10.3, so it's back up, which is good. So apparently uh, people have realized that they need to watch this show, so that's pretty good. <laughs> um, another quick announcement. Um, as I had mentioned earlier, we had redone our website, and with that, it didn't have a sidebar anymore, and you had to click on pages. Well, I'm pleased to announce that the sidebar is now back. If you can't see it, that's because it has this neat feature where if you just scroll your mouse over to the right-hand side, it will suddenly appear. So it's a pretty cool new sidebar. Um, check out our website. Once again, it's survivorpodcast.blogspot.com. So, are you ready to talk with Holly, Nicole? Yes, I am. All right, then let's get her on the line. All right, and we now have Holly Hoffman on the podcast with us. How are you doing, Holly? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. Um, so, we're going to start talking right away about Survivor One World. Um, and my first question for you is, what do you think of the Survivor One World twist of the two tribes living on the same beach? Well, I thought it was very interesting, and I, I actually think it's a very good idea. I've always thought about something like that, why they, you know, they take the two tribes and they separate them. Um, and I also really like the battle of the sexes. Of course, you know, up to the, the third episode, the, the men have definitely been winning all the challenges. But um, it's been very interesting to uh, watch, and especially in episode three, how the women reacted once the weather started getting bad and they had no fire and their shelters really bad. But I, I really, really like the twist a lot. Definitely. I think it adds uh, so much new dynamics and strategy to the game and lots of stuff that you never really even thought was possible. Right. I know. I'm, and even also, you know, you, you get to see those people at challenges from the other tribes, but here they're really, the, the interaction that they're making you know, some of the men come over to the to the women's camp and, and vice versa. So it's that's something that's really interesting to see, you know, because they're they're getting to really know them already before the merge. Yeah. Yeah. If you were um on that other tribe, would you have helped like the women they were coming, they were wanting shelter, they were wanting fire and everything, would you have helped them or would you have been like, No, this is our shelter and our fire? 
<laughs> you know, it's, um, I was just, as I was rewatching this episode, I was, you know, noticing when, when um, the rain begins and the girls are sheltered is very, it's really bad. <laughs> and Frida makes a, a comment about how, you know, she feels like their entire shelter is going to fall down and, and it just keeps raining. And I, I keep sitting there and I'm thinking, thinking, why don't they take that wooden box and, you know, put that on top of the shelter, break it up or do something with it and put it on the, on the top to make a roof. But I don't know, you know, when you're out there and you're absolutely freezing. I mean, I remember being out there and the first night we were out there, our shelter was horrible and it rained. It, our shelter broke down three times and it was pouring rain. I remember being in the same circumstances as they are in. And you will do anything to to get warm. And look, you know, seeing Sabrina's hands and Chelsea's hands, you have to remember it is a game, but at the, at the same time, if one man makes the decision to let the women come in and be by the fire, of course they can use that against him to vote him out, um, which in this case didn't really happen, but you have to really be careful of every single action that you take. Definitely. So would you have let them come in and take the fire and, and get shelter? I probably would have done the same thing as the, as the men did. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have let them, you know, stand under our, our shelter. And, um, you know, when Monica and I can't remember who, who was the other one with Monica that went over and, and got an ember and they gave it to them. But, uh, you know, that actually surprised me a little bit, you know, because they couldn't start the fire. But I probably would have done the same thing. Uh, it's definitely one of those things, like, does your personal, like, human nature come out where you just want to help them because they're struggling? Or okay. is does your full game mode take over to where I want to do everything I can to, you know, better my tribe you know, and hinder theirs? Yeah, and, you know, even though it's a game, I really think that, your true personality comes out in a situation like this. Because I, I kind of, you know, when Matt made the, the comment about, you know, what are they doing under our shelter? Or what are they doing here? I was like, whoa. But nobody else really seemed to say anything except for, you know, when they started to um, try to make a deal about the canoe. You know, hey, you guys let us use your boat or whatever. And, and the women were not very receptive on that. That kind of shocked me a little bit. I think if I were one of the women, I would have gone with that deal and been like, okay, um, we'll use your shelter and fire and everything and you can use our boat. I think that would, would have been a decent deal to make. You know, I totally agree with you, Nicole, because I would have said not only did they give them the shelter, you know, but they did the fire as well. So, you know, making those deals is very important because, you know, it's all give and take. And as much as I hate to say it up to this point, the women are really taking and they're really not willing to give the men anything in return. So uh, shifting gears here, we saw a lot of Colt in this episode. And he seems to be definitely in a power position with the idol and sort of leading this misfit uh, group. But he also has done sort of a lot of trash talking this episode with his confessionals and everything. Um, So what are your thoughts on Colton? You know, the first episode, I, I didn't, I, I just didn't think that he was, you know, even though he's a huge fan of the show, he admitted that. I was like, this guy's going to be out right away. Yeah. I really, really thought that. And then 
after this last episode, he's strategy-wise, he is, I feel personally that he's not a bad player. He's a good player. He got those other four guys in with him. But, wow, the way he talks, I guess I could never say those things, you know, like, um, you know, he's calling Bill um, ghetto and uh, he, I, he can't stand Bill. I mean, when you watch the previews for the next episode, you know, you can already see that there's going to be some fights between the two of them. But he is really doing a lot of, of trash talking. And I always remember, like, filming the show, and I kept thinking, okay, you have to remember that. Um, what you say behind all these people's back, they're going to eventually be watching it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I absolutely, I remember thinking that, but he is really, really doing a lot of trash talking. Um, his last, very last statement, um, when Tarzan at Tribal Council raised his hand and asked Jeff if they could see the last two votes, which I'm sorry, I, <laughs> I started laughing out loud. <laughs> when I saw that, because I was just like, did he seriously just ask that? <laughs> and then Cole says, oh, you saved those questions for me. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to be really careful because he admitted he has an idol, and then he doesn't play it. Yeah. So, you know, if they go behind his back and he thinks that some of those guys are with him and they really aren't, he could totally be blindsided. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. He um, he's done a lot of, you know, he's done a lot of, of, of trash talking, and sometimes that can get you into trouble. One person that I really, really noticed that is totally playing under the radar is Leaf. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You you haven't really heard him even talk. No, yeah, you. I I thought there would at least be more. Like when they've they've had other people who you know have only had one leg like uh kelly b on your season they right. sort of like to show moments where you s- sort of see people you know uh showing how you know even though you may have a disability you're not that different and everything but they haven't really mentioned leaf even at all and they haven't no, shown him doing all. anything which makes me think that um he may make it far because he's definitely playing a good uh under the radar game but probably won't win because they're not really showing him being a key powerful player yeah, and I noticed when um, the five gentlemen were talking, I believe it was Colton, um, Troy, Leaf, Jonas, and Tarzan, he was just kind of standing in the background. He didn't, he wasn't even up, you know, in the circle talking. Yeah. When they were talking about, you know, being in the alliance, um, even in the shelter, he's kind of always in the back. He didn't talk at tribal council. So, you know, he's one to watch. I really think that. He, you know, he knows what he's doing, but at the same time, you're right. He also has to remember that there comes a time where you have to start speaking up and, and making some moves. Yeah. Right. I agree. I think that, um, you know, at this point in the game, it's okay to sort of hang back a little like that. Sometimes that's a really good strategy. But um, I do hope to see him playing the game more and doing his own thing, too. Yeah. Right. Going back to the whole Tarzan thing at the at tribal council, don't don't you just automatically assume if they didn't show the votes, it's because it's a like they're the same votes. Like if they were showing <laughs> votes for other people, they would have done that because that's more dramatic, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, who's the first vote they show? Colton, and then Bill. 
you know, you're right. If there would have been any other votes, they would have showed them first just to, you know, to make it suspenseful. <laughs> but um, I, I just, I don't know why that just, um, even tonight when I watched it online again, I just kind of had to back up and watch that again. Because he was like, mm-hmm. you know, they're all getting ready to leave and he raises his hand. Tarzan <laughs> talked a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's going to get him into trouble. Even when those five guys were, you know, talking about the alliance, and um, Jay walks up, and and then and then Matt walks up, you can see there was a point where Colton started to get a little irritated with with Tarzan because he just answers all the questions that he just tells him. <laughs> yeah, you know, and he's like, "Well, we are we are strategizing, aren't we?" <laughs> I'm just like, "Are you kidding me? Did he just say that?" Yeah, it would be better if you went away, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) But I do remember that playing the game. It's really hard when you're talking about who you're going to vote out out, and they walk up to you. I can remember at the end, um, Sash and Chase and myself, we were standing there and we were talking about, you know, who we were going to vote out next. And I remember it was was, um, Benry. And Benry walked up and, you know, he said, hey, you guys, what are you talking about? You know, and we started, nobody answered. You know, everybody just stood there. Nobody knew what to say. You know, so that is a really, really odd feeling. I mean, it's, you want to tell them, but then at the same time, you're like, oh, gosh, you can't say anything. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so you know, if you're ever, if, if you're the game of survivor and you walk up to five or six people and they're completely quiet, you know, they're talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's a really odd situation. Yeah. I, I, I bet. And then you just have to get really good at, as soon as you see someone just switching the conversation immediately. <laughs> yeah, you do. Just <laughs> be like, here they come, you know, and Matt probably should have known right away. Matt was a little too power hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he definitely thought that he was in total charge of the game. So mm-hmm. um, that was that was hard on him. Yeah. Because I think, I think even reading his, some of the interviews, exit interviews, he thought at one point that Colton was really on his side. Um, and he was actually, Colton <laughs> was the fifth person in their, their, uh, four-person, you know, buff guy alliance. Um, But then, obviously, that didn't really pan out the way Matt thought it would. (laughs) So, I don't think it did either. And, you know, um, I also, like, when Matt was talking to um, um, Troy, and he was talking about, oh, gosh, what was it like? Roosters and chicken. Chicken. Yeah, the roosters. I was like, What? You know, he's like, we're all the roosters and the, you know, the chickens can't break up the roosters. And I'm just like, okay, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then at tribal council, he started mentioning turkeys. I think he just really is in a, a poultry <laughs> metaphor mood. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh. yeah I, I, I think he's an interesting guy, um, but I, I was not sad to see him go. I really... Didn't like him that much. He was rubbing me the wrong way and seemed too cocky and irritated me. Yeah, I I had to, I felt the same way, and I did watch his exit interview today, and I was like, wow, uh, he's he's he is he's a little he's arrogant, 
um, and, you know, doesn't think he does anything wrong, and you can't go into this, to the game like that. You just, you have to, you know, you just can't. Yeah. I, there's a fine line between confident and cocky, and I think he was definitely over on the cocky side. I agree. I, I do agree. I'm so happy that the women won the challenges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Switching was... back to the women then, um, do you think that they are now more cohesive and they have better communication, or were these just challenges that they're better at? Or What do you think happened with their tribe? Well, I think the first challenge, the, um, the uh, okay, that was the, the memory challenge, uh, the reward challenge. Mm-hmm. I just think that, you know, it wasn't a, a physical challenge. So, you know, it came down to remembering things. And, you know, the, the I was just really glad to see them win. Um, Kate, Kate and, and Troy Van, of course, took like seven times to win and then they won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was really glad to see them win. I think just because it, it was a memory challenge, I think it totally blew the, the guys away to, that they started losing right away and they were like, oh my gosh, we won this whole time and now, you know, we're so far behind. In the immunity challenge, um, I was really happy there, too. I mean, they, the girls were so far behind, and what a comeback. And right. for Sabrina to get that puzzle. And what I really noticed is how the other women behind Sabrina, they were really helping her, and they were giving her advice, and she was taking it all in. You know, she wasn't letting it stress her out or whatever. So I just think as far as the women, they really needed to um, get their communication skills together, and they did. They looked awesome this episode. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely is interesting though, because for the first two episodes, every challenge was pretty much purely like physical or balancing or some sort of physical skill. Um, and then this episode, they, they did really good on the memory, which is, is all mental. And then the immunity challenge, they were sort of, didn't do as well on the actual physical part of it. But as soon as it got to the mental, then they were, they were fine. Yeah. And I also think that. You know, um, there was a, a time like they were the guys were so far ahead, and there was someone made a comment. You know, Bill was taking his time, and I was like, I would never do that. I don't care how far ahead I would be. I would go. I mean, I would work as quickly as I possibly could because you just never know. And I mean, it came down to the last piece. Mm-hmm. So you know, the puzzle. So um, I was really happy for the women that they won. I and you could even see like when they got back to camp their spirits were up and, you know, just by the way they were talking to each other. So that's, that's going to help them a lot. Yeah. There's sort of been a controversy sort of, uh, with the fans. Some people have thought that the immunity challenge was slightly unfair, that, um, Bill sort of had to work this hard to sort of figure out what this challenge was. And then the women sort of came up and just sort of looked at Bill's and sort of was copying it. Um, do you think that that is sort of just, that's, that's how the challenges work. That's, it's fair, fair game. Or do you think they should have maybe had a divider up or something like that? You know, they didn't have a divider up. I think it's fair game. Um, I remember doing puzzles. I remember when it was the top five and we had to do that one challenge where we had to, you know, answer questions about Nicaragua and come back and get puzzle pieces. And I remember looking over at Sash's puzzle, you know, and thinking if I can get any hints from Sash, 
And when you look at, if you go back and look at some of the other challenges, it happens. You know, they, it, it's happened before where there's puzzle challenges or there's some other challenge where they have to put something together and they, they look. I do think that was a, a total advantage to Sabrina because she, she looked over a lot. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, there wasn't a divider. So if I had been Sabrina, I probably would have been doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. You can't, you can't yeah. blame Sabrina for, for utilizing it's there. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you definitely, yeah. if anything, you can blame the, the, the challenge people for not putting a divider up. But yeah. If 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 there's gonna be wide in the open there, you you'd be stupid not to take advantage of it. Yep, I would have. I, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, I don't know if you want to call it, you know, cheating on the challenge. But it's if you know you've got to take every advantage that you possibly can. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I thought the same thing. I was like, I can't believe they didn't put a divider up. But at the same time, you know, it, it happens. It's happened before. We had a. a... Fan question. Brian Brown wanted to know if if you were put into this particular group of women, what would you do to try to fit in? You know, I would have definitely tried to make alliances with the younger the younger ladies. Mm -hmm. um, just because when you look at who's the first one that was voted off? Well, Nina. Yeah, Nina yeah. was the older, older player. She kind of just held back and, you know, didn't say a whole lot. I would have, I would have probably done, um, the same thing that Sabrina did. I would have gotten in with, you know, Chelsea and Kim and, and tried to, I don't know how I can say this to make it sound right, but, you know, I think, you know, look at Monica and, you know, she's, Monica's already on the outs, but she's a really good player. Yeah. Um, you know, but she's not in that alliance of those five people. So looking at this group of women, I probably would have pr tried to, you know, gravitate myself to a lot of the younger players. Mm -hmm. So uh, switching back then back to the men's tribe, we saw Bill was taking a lot of heat this episode, uh, mainly from Colton and just sort of being annoying and everything. Do you think Bill is playing a bad social game, or do you think this is just sort of Colton, like, sort of uh, annoyed that uh, Bill's more popular and more the center of attention to him? Do you think it's that Bill's playing a bad social game, or do you think it's more on Colton? Well, I haven't really seen Bill go up and try to, you know, he's in the, the alliance with the, the, you know, the muscle guys, but, you know, you didn't see Bill come up to the gentlemen when they were talking, the five of them, about an alliance. And then, I, you know, watching Bill's personality, you know, at, like, tribal council, you know, he made the comment, you know, he was talking at tribal council about, you know, this is all fun and game until until you're right here, and here we are on the edge of our seats, and this is so intense, um, you know, and stuff like that. I was kind of like, wow, those are, he's really making this kind of like a, funny situation but I, I don't think he has the best social game and I think that he would be someone that would be a little bit irritating to be around mm -hmm. um, you know when you're out in the middle of nowhere and you are living with these people 24 hours a day in the conditions that you are there are people I will admit that just start getting under your skin you know, but Colton, he just likes everyone. You know, he has said that I just like so many of these people. I can't deal with this, and 
you know, build ghetto trash talk and all this stuff. So you got to look at both of them, but for some reason, Bill is really getting under Colton's skin. You know, I, I think Colton is just, or no, excuse me, Bill is just out there to have a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some of the comments that he makes, it's just like, he just wants to have fun. <laughs> so I, I don't, Colton, I think that's why Bill is irritating Colton also, because he's not taking the game seriously enough. Yeah. I think Bill can have a very fun personality and you can enjoy it, but I think to have really good social skills, you have to be aware of how everyone is perceiving you. So you have to be able to see that Colton is being annoyed with you and then say, what can I do to sort of prevent this or or work this better so he's less annoyed with me? So I think think he may not be like the most annoying person ever, but I definitely think he's not, he needs to recognize that at least at least Colton, if not other people, may be sort of annoyed by his antics. Oh, 100%. I did like Bill's comment about, you know, when he said um, they weren't going to give us the boat, but we're supposed to give them fire and shelter. And then he was like, one world is out the window. I kind of liked that comment. Yeah. But see, mm-hmm. that's, that's his, you know, that's his comedian side coming out on with him. So... You know, but I agree with you. That's this, the next episode is going to be very interesting because you know they did they did show in some of the ads where the two of them are really getting under each other's skin. Yeah, but I also yeah. think that they made a good decision getting Matt out instead of Bill, just because Matt is was playing the game so much uh, better, and you know he was so strategic and everything like that, and. I think that was something Colton needs to work on is just because someone really annoys you um, doesn't mean that they should be voted out right away. you got to think about other things, too. Well, I agree with you 100%, Nicole. I do. And, you know, another thing is that's one thing that we have to give Matt credit for. He he really tried. I mean, he went and he pulled um, Troy aside, and, you know, he tried to get into in a different alliance. So he really did everything in his power to get into a different alliance and to stay in the game. Yeah. So that, that you know, you do have to look at him. Even though he was a little arrogant and thought he was completely running the show, um, mm-hmm. he still tried to, to keep himself in the game. Yeah, he never gave up. Who do you think is um, running the show now on the male tribe? Is it Colton in charge? Is Troy Van? Who, who do you think is kind of running the show? I, you know, Colton is, but those other those guys know that Colton has an idol. Mm-hmm. But I, if I would have to pick one person, I would say um, Troy Van is, is running the show. Mm-hmm. Tarzan talks too much. <laughs> Leaf will just kind of go with the crowd and can tell, you know, he's under the radar. I think it's Troy. Yeah. And I think Troy Van and Jonas are sort of working close together. I think... Jonas yeah. is really a, a calculated thing, and I think he's sort of letting Troyzan be the front man um, and sort of laying back. But I think from what even like uh, some of the exit interviews with Matt, he was saying how Jonas and Troyzan were very close together. So I think they may, may be the ones ultimately that are, are controlling it, but they recognize that Colton is sort of on this power high right now. So let him let him take all the heat, let him control the game so to speak and uh benefit from it i agree it. and jonas is a good player i mean when he was out fishing and matt went up and talked to him did you notice he was 
he stayed very calm. You know, mm-hmm. he stood there and he listened to Matt and he was like, you know, he didn't want to be, you know, he didn't want to get in an argument with him. So he is very patient and um, he, he's a good player. Yeah. I was just wondering, did Jeff Probst ever uh, reverse the double dare someone on Survivor Nicaragua? Explain. What do you mean? Um, at Tribal Council, uh, he was Colton was saying how he was hanging out with the women all the time, and and then he, Jeff asked him why, and then Colton said, "Well, duh, uh, because you know." And then he's like, "Well, no, reverse duh, double dare on you." <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's right. You did say that. You know, not really. Um, I don't ever remember him doing anything like that in our season. I do remember the time, though, when we were at Tribal Council and he was trying to convince some other people to get into an alliance and vote me out. (laughs) And I just sat there and I remember looking at Jeff and thinking, are you kidding me? He's trying to get me out of the game. (laughs) It's like, thanks, Jeff. I'll take it from here. You can just be quiet. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, okay, Jeff, is this this the truth? (laughs) One thing I do have to mention about Jeff did you notice at the immunity challenge, he had his shirt looked black, didn't it? Yeah, it was very, very dark blue. You know, I I'm so used to seeing Jeff in khakis and a light blue shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and when he came out for that immunity challenge and he had that almost black, really, really dark shirt on, I was like, oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, you know, he's always, like I said, he's always, you know, wearing this, this, uh, that light blue shirt. But there's so many times where I would walk into tribal council and, you know, we already have planned who we were voting out. And, and, you know, when you're in an alliance and then you get into tribal council and when Jeff starts questioning you and asking you all these questions, I would get so confused, you know, because I would sit there and I would think, Okay, are we making the right decision? Or is this going to be the right thing? You know, so, and, and of course, you know, that's part of his job, that's part of the game, you know, for him to mix things up. But I remember sitting there and thinking, he is totally trying to get us all confused. <laughs> <laughs> He's just hoping that by him saying that, everyone will vote for a different person and it'll just turn out crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you start looking at your people in your alliance. You know, like, okay, are we making the right decision or should we be voting for someone else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, it is it is hard. You know, when you get into those, that situation and it's so, you know, it, it's such a, a, a an intense situation to begin with. And you're kind of looking around like, are we voting the, the right person out? Because he makes you sometimes feel like you're not. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. So, looking at all the players this season, who do you think is playing a long-term game? Um, I would love on the girls' side, I would love to say Monica. I really think she is a very good player. She's a smart player. I just fear that she's not in a good enough alliance. Yeah, that's the only thing that, that I'm worried. Um, Alicia, I think I think her mouth could get her into trouble. Um, she likes to really voice her opinion. Sabrina, I think she might go far. Mm-hmm. And um, Kat, I, I don't know about Kat. I just <laughs> mm-hmm. I have my second thoughts about Kat. 
<laughs> and who who am I missing? I'm missing one. Chelsea and Kim. Oh, Kim. I I I think Kim is going to go far. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. But for some reason, I, I really do think that Kim is going to go far. And I'm missing one more girl. Chelsea. Chelsea, if it keeps raining, <laughs> I think Chelsea may be done. Although we have um, seen in previous seasons, people can recover from, like, breakdowns and everything. Oh, <laughs> I don't know who you would be talking about. Yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> but uh, and then on the men's side, I'm I'm gonna say Leaf, Jonas, and uh, Troy Van. I can see all of them going far. Yes, I just I just think that. Those are the ones that I think once, and I, I truly believe that there's going to be a time where these guys are going to blindside Colton. I think it's only a matter of time. I'm watching, watching the, you know, them sit there in their shelter and watching the rain, my first thought was, I was so there. Um, <laughs> Dan and I went the longest without a tarp. We went 19 days without a tarp. Wow. And if I remember correctly, I believe 15 out of those 19 days it rained. Yes. And just, you know, looking at Chelsea's hands and how cold she was and, oh, it is. It was, it was not a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, speaking of Survivor Nicaragua, let's sort of shift gears and talk about uh, your experiences on the show. And uh, we have different questions for you about that. So um, we want to know, first of all, why you wanted to be on Survivor, how, how you have cast how you got to be on the show okay i um i have decided that i wanted a challenge and an adventure um all three of our children were off to college and i was sitting and watching the last episode of survivor samoa and all of a sudden it just hit me and i looked over at my husband and i said i'm gonna apply to be on survivor and he said what (laughs) and i said you know what i just I really just want to see if these people are going to call me back. I want to see if they really do call people back. That's really what I told my husband. The next day, I went online, and, you know, I knew that I had to do the three-minute video, and I copied off the application. I did not do anything special on my audition tape. I had on a pair of running shorts, tennis shoes, um, a casual shirt, and I just stood right at my kitchen table, behind the table, put a picture of all three of our children, picked up the picture, explained, you know, where our oldest son was, our middle child, our youngest child. And I said, I really want a challenge. I want an adventure. Um, I explained that I I had volunteered 16 years of my life coaching a swim team. And I really wanted to do something for myself. And I really wanted to see if if I could really play the game of Survivor. And I'll never forget the day, February 5th, 2010, I got the call, and I didn't answer my cell phone because I didn't recognize the number. So <laughs> I actually, when I received the voicemail, they said, you know, this is a casting director from Survivor. We got your application. I thought one of my friends was playing a joke on me <laughs> because it had been eight months. And so I was like, you know, and I, I was telling some of my friends that I applied for the show, and they, you know, they'd ask me, did you hear anything? And I'd be like, no, still haven't heard anything. <laughs> so when I got this voicemail, I was like, this is a joke. Somebody's playing a joke <laughs> on me. So I actually did not call him back, and I deleted the, the voicemail. 
So two days later, I'm at home and the same number comes up on my voicemail or on my on my cell phone. And I thought this time I need to, you know, I answered and I answered it and sure enough it was a casting director. I still didn't believe him. In fact, I was like, Tell me what was on my audition tape and my application and he explained and I remember, I remember saying, I am so sorry and he's like, That's okay, we get this a lot <laughs> So they um so they just kept calling and kept calling and um the was that it was like the second week in March, they flew me out to LA. I I made it through the whole week of the casting call. Um, and the third week in April, I I heard I got the call that I I made it. So I was to be honest with you, I did one tape. I didn't have a script. I just I just stood up. I just spoke. And I remember my husband. He never told me this until after the show was all over with and everything but he said you know holly when you were making that tape he was holding the camcorder and in the back of his mind he was thinking this is so bad she is never going to make this show <laughs> <laughs> so you know one one audition tape one casting call and i made it i was totally 100 percent shocked i could not believe it it yeah, sort of so gives hope to all those other people who you know say oh i'll I'll, I won't. I won't even apply because I know that I won't ever make it. Well, just doing one one audition tape is all it takes to get on the show. Absolutely, and you know I get so many emails of people asking me like what I did on my audition tape, and I even stumbled over some of my words. Um, you know, <laughs> I I laughed as I did it. They really want to see the real you. You know, they don't want to see someone that's dressed up as a certain, you know, there's paint on their face. And and I think that's that's what I did. I was just me. I just stood up there and I spoke. So I truly believe that, that that's, that's why I made it. But I was totally 100. I was just, I was so shocked. I couldn't believe it. So don't ever stop trying because they do look at the tape or else I would have never made it. <laughs> so I was. Yeah, I was, and then after I was picked, I had second thoughts. I will admit, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even like camping. Can I really do this? <laughs> you know, because it doesn't hit you until you're like, I really made this. I'm really going to do this. So um, my husband was, you know, pretty much the one that said, no, you're, you're going to do this. You'll be fine. And he convinced me that I would be fine. So, you know, I, I, I did it. Yeah. So you got on the show. Um, you get there, and then you find out that you're going to be split young versus old. What was your first reaction when you learned about that twist? <laughs> well, you know, the, first of all, they had us in groups of, they, we were all mixed up. Yeah. And I immediately remember starting to look around and thinking, you know, who can I trust? Who do I feel? You know, who's my, I always said that I'm going to go with my gut feeling. And then when Jeff Probst announced, you know, it was going to be old versus young, I was like, oh boy. And he's you're going to get a kick out of it. But my first thought was, I remember looking over at Eve and thinking, there's no way she's over 40. <laughs> <laughs> because she looks so good. But I, I didn't, I really didn't think it was going to be much of a problem until we got to camp. And, you know, after we got to camp, I just, I felt like I, I didn't fit in with my tribe. I just went into the game way too fast. And of course, you could totally see that, you know. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I rushed in there. I felt like I needed to get an alliance right away. I didn't really get to know the people. And that was the big mistake that I made. In the beginning, you had this shoe incident and everything. And, um, you know, was, the game was really hard for you. Um, how were you able to recover from all that? Well, you know, first I should explain about the shoes. <laughs> um, what they didn't show is, like, Dan was, Dan, and, and it's so hard to explain because, you know, when you're out there, the first night it was raining, our hut broke down three times, you know, we're standing all night by the fire. I don't think we slept the first three days. We were living off of small amounts of rice. We were having a hard time getting food. And for some reason, Dan just got under my skin. Um, you know, bragging about the cost of his clothing and that he didn't have to apply for the show, that they just recruited him, asked him to be on the show. And he just rubbed me the wrong way. Strategically, it was a very dumb move. <laughs> I should have never done it. And why I did it, I don't know. I, I just, I remember him complaining about, you know, how he hates sand on his feet and thank goodness he has his alligator shoes there and I was like, this is a dog kidding me. <laughs> so I took his shoes and I carried them and I should have never got it. In fact, I went back and I looked for his shoes and I, I couldn't find them. But I just think I, I recovered because I knew that, you know, when I applied for the show, I always said after I made it that I'm going to stay true to myself. And that was something that was really important to me. And here I was out here and I was on this reality show, and I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't let this show turn me into someone I'm not. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what my saving grace was. My saving grace was I truly believe if I wouldn't have picked that blue rock, I would have never, I would have been, I would have been voted off. Yeah. You know, after I picked the blue rock, I felt like I was getting a second chance. I was like, okay, this is a sign that I am getting a second chance. And I need to make some changes. Yeah. And I, I remember going back to camp and immediately getting in with the young kids. And that's, that's pretty much what saved me. The other sort of initial twist of your season was the amount, the medallion of power. And pretty much it was universally panned by all the fans. They weren't a big fan of it. What was, what was your tribe's thoughts of this twist as you were playing it? You know, nobody really said a whole lot about it. Um, I really didn't like it either. For some reason, I just, I just didn't care for it. Um, you know, whether you were going to play it, whether you weren't, but I do remember there was a challenge. That was a challenge that we won, that Tyrone won, and we had it, and we played it, and then we, um, was it, we got, a, we got one of the balls taken away, so we got a head start. So, of course, it did help, but I wasn't a real big fan of it either, I have to admit. I wasn't. <laughs> and they haven't brought it back since, so I think that's a sign. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> After, like, the tribe switched and everything, and then there was some merge, um, was there ever any talk of the original spot tribe coming back together? Not really. Um, Marty did come up to me. I think there was one one day Marty came up. I was I was in the ocean, and I was washing a pan. And he did come up to me and, and talk to me about, you know, trying to get some of the older people together and this and that. I just felt like from the beginning, I could not trust them. I just, 
you know, because it was. It was Marty and it was Dan and it was Jill. Um, I know they had um, Eve in there. You know, I kind of felt like Eve was kind of going back and forth for a while. But there was a time where Marty thought that he was going home and we didn't vote him off. But there was some talk, but I just, honestly, I just felt like I could trust the younger kids and I had them more on my side than I did the original Espada members. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, as soon as, as soon as I picked that blue rock and I picked those kids to come over, um, you know, I immediately went, well, actually it was uh, Chase, it was actually Chase and, um, and uh, Nayanka and I, uh, we were very tight. The three of us were really tight right away when, we, when, when I picked the kids to come over. So after the tribe merged, one of the biggest sort of power swings in the game was when Brenda was voted out. Um, and at least it appeared that you were very influential in getting people to sort of vote Brenda out. And what, what did you sort of do? What was your role in the ousting of Brenda? Well, you know, I can't take all the credit for that because there was something, there was some of that that was not shown on national television. And it was actually Jane and I that worked together. Jane and I would get up in the middle of the night, and a lot of people didn't, of course, know it, and we would walk down to the beach and we would talk about, you know, who do we think we should try to get out and how we should go about it. And Jane and I were actually the ones, the two that, decided that that Brenda we felt Brenda had a lot of control mm-hmm. that she was getting a lot of people on her side and and you know she was trying to get in with Chase so Jane went and talked to some people and I did and we just basically convinced them that hey she's really running the show and she doesn't have the numbers like we do and we just need to get her out of the game so um you know and then Chase went and told her I don't know if you remember seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and then Chase he he went over and he told her that we were gonna vote her out and that was I remember going Nayaka coming over to me and saying, I think Chase just told Brendan I was like, What? <laughs> so I went and talked to Chase and I convinced him that, you know, Chase, you we have to vote her out. But the thing about Chase is he could never make up his mind. Every before every tribal council who we decided we were gonna vote out out. I always would have to go up to Chase and remind him and say, no, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to do. Absolutely what we need to do. So that's kind of what happened with Brenda. But we just felt like she was really taking over the game. And I really wish they would have shown a little bit more about how Jane helped me because it was really the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we went down on the beach that night and we talked, and I probably did a little bit more talking with the younger kids to get her out. And that's probably why they showed, you know, you know, me trying to get most of, of it done. But Jane, Jane really did help me also. So who were you closest to in the game? I would definitely have to say coming out of the game, um, I, was, I was closest to Sash and Chase. You know, I, I was, the three of us were in a really, really tight alliance. And I truly believe that the three of us would have gone to the final three if Fabio wouldn't have won the last challenge. Yeah, I, I would have to say, and I was, I was close to Jane, and, you know, Jane didn't take being voted out very well. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't talk for a very long time, but we do talk now, and Jane was a good player, and the thing about Jane is she was a very, very hard worker. Yeah. I mean, 
she was always working around camp, you know. So I, I would definitely have to say that it was, you know, on the women's side, it was, um, it was Jane and, you know, during the game and, and Chase and Sash. You, you mentioned Fabio winning the final immunity challenge. At that point when, when he won, did you sort of know you were going to be voted out? Um, or did you, you know, think it was still anyone at that point? When my coin fell in that last challenge, I was the first one. And I remember sitting down and thinking, who I got to do, I'm going to have to do some very swift talking if Fabio wins. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking over and just watching that challenge and then Chase's coin fell. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then it was, you know, came down to Sash and, and Fabio. And Fabio's coins, I, I can still see the image in my mind to this day. I, his coins were just, I mean, they were leaning way over. I don't know how his coins didn't fall. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Sash's coins fell, and then right after that, Fabio's, you know, fell. And I remember getting up and thinking, I, I seriously, I need to, I need to talk to Chase. Because I was always able the whole game to really talk Chase into who to vote out. And the mistake that, you know, you always say, oh, if I could have done one thing, what would have I done? There was a time, and it was, it was actually shown on television, where Fabio and I were standing by the fire, and Dan was sitting in the hut, and uh, Sash and Chase were filling water bottles. And Fabio looked at me and he said, Holly, what do you think about you, me, and Dan going to the final three? Would you like to go into an alliance with us? And I didn't answer him. And so if I could go back, <laughs> I would have probably done it, and I would have just been in an alliance with everybody. You know, when you get that far. But I just, you know, who would have thought that Fabio was going to win three of the last challenges? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't think that. No. So, right. So that's, but... um. I did really think, I went back to camp. One thing they didn't show is Chase and I went to fill water bottles, and I was just begging Chase. You know, I was like, you know, you, me, and Fabio, we got to vote Sash out. He's never going to win anyway. And, you know, and he kept saying, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But he never told me that he wasn't going to write my name down. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of thought he was, but... I have to be honest with you, I thought it was going to be a tie. You know, it is heartbreaking to get that far and then be voted off. But at the same time, I have to look at the whole game of, you know, how far down I was at the beginning. And being able to pick yourself up, keep going. And that's that's what the important thing is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this whole experience for me was, much more about playing the game of Survivor because um, I came out of this game and I was able to apply a lot of things that I learned playing this game into the real world. And I, I really think that's what matters. If you don't come out of this game and learn something about yourself and, you know, surviving in the real world, you didn't get anything out of it. Absolutely. If they, if Survivor was to ask you to play the game again, would you come back? I would sprint back. yes i would do it again in a heartbeat and you know when i started watching the show and i saw myself on national television and you know when they show especially like the night vision shots (laughs) i would i remember thinking oh my gosh look i look how bad i look and you know i was like oh my gosh and then after the whole experience is over 
Um, it was just amazing. I mean, it was, um, but I, I would definitely do it again. And I'm such a competitive person um, that I just, I like a challenge. So I would definitely do it again. Awesome. I know we would like to see you back if there's ever All-Stars again. Uh, I think you'd be a okay. great addition back to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I, I would. I would. And I know, like, I've been doing a lot of motivational speaking. Um, I, I basically, I can't even keep up. I did 19 speeches in, in November and I've been traveling, going to a lot of schools and I talk about, you know, the game of survivor and how I changed my attitude and I had determination and desire to keep going. And then I relate those things to surviving in the real world. So, you know, I talk about survivor a lot, um, <laughs> but I love it. it. It just becomes part of your life. You, it's like you have these new friends with the fans and the, you know, the people that you played with. It, and these everybody kind of becomes a family. But it's definitely my competitive side. I ran um, track in high school and college, and so I've always been very competitive. So last season on Survivor South Pacific, there was a, a contestant on who was Dawn, um, and a lot of people during that season were comparing Dawn to you. What do you think of that comparison? Did you see similarities? I'll tell you a story about Dawn. Dawn was actually cast for my season. Did you know that? Uh, I heard uh, something about that, yeah. Yeah, she was actually cast for my season. And then after my casting call, they took her off and put me on. And then, you know, of course, she made the next season. But I did compare myself a lot to Dawn when I watched the show. Just because I felt like, you know, Dawn, you know, Dawn had a hard time with, with, you know, switching alliances or, you know, she didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. And she also, like, you know, she's got a family and she talked about her family. And then when I saw her at the beginning of the show cry, remember when she was crying? Uh, Papa Bear was comforting her and saying, you know, it's okay. I was like, oh my gosh, that is so me. <laughs> so I really do that I'm a lot like Dawn. He and I email each other back and forth. She's been actually doing some speaking herself. So um, we keep in touch quite a bit. But yeah. I'm glad so, you both got to get on the show then eventually. And it, it, it didn't end with you replaced her and that was it. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, she seems like a really nice person. I've never talked to her on the phone. But, um, you know, we do exchange emails and so forth, so it is kind of neat. But she's, she, I was very impressed with her um, physically. She could really, she was very good at challenges, and, and wow, she was in fantastic shape. Yeah. We, we love hearing you talk about your experiences on Survivor, and we're going to move on to a statement I call Untold Stories of Survivor Nicaragua. So if you had any story that sort of is... Uh, really memorable to you or which should shed some light on sort of the experience that we didn't really get to see on the show too much. Um, do you have a story that you could tell us? You know, the whole, um, the shoe thing, of course, them showing, you know, how Dan was treating me and why I really did it. Um, I would definitely have to say that, but you know, there's so much stuff that they don't show. It is, I, that's one thing I just, I could not believe what they don't show, they did, They really did not show how bad the weather really was. I mean, it was really, really bad. They, they didn't show a lot of, we had this place 
we called it the Espada Spa, <laughs> and we would walk over to this place, and it was like this pool of water that was really, really warm. And our whole tribe would walk over there, and we would sit in, in this pool of water, and we would warm up, and we would sit there, and, you know, we would just talk about, you know, what we were going to do the rest of the day, gather firewood and stuff like that. And they didn't really show a lot of that. Um, and I thought that was that was kind of something that was cool for the whole tribe to do. You know, we'd all walk together over to this place. Mm-hmm. So that's, they, did, they did not show a lot of that. But otherwise, you know, as far as um, everybody's edit, I, I really think that everybody was portrayed exactly how they were. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chase could make up his mind. <laughs> I didn't have meltdown. I was able to recover. Um, Dan didn't gather a lot of firewood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the only thing that I wish they would have showed a little more was about, you know, how we hung out at the Espada Spa. But, you know, otherwise I, I can't really think of, of anything else. Mm-hmm. Before we let you go, we we always do a thing when we have guests on the podcast called the Fave Ten. Um, it's where we ask you ten questions about your favorite things. We go right down the line, boom, 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 see how fast uh, we can get them done. Are you up for it? I am totally up for it. I tried to listen to um, Sandra's interview, but I, for some reason I couldn't get it to play. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try it again when we're done with this with this interview. But I was um because you guys just interviewed her before me, correct? Yeah, last week we we got yeah. to talk to so Sandra. So I wanted to listen to hers, and I tried it a couple times, and I couldn't get it to play. But so I I have no clue what the ten questions are. <laughs> Sometimes they're the same from from previous ones. Other times we like to throw specific ones in there. Okay. But uh, okay, here we go. Number one favorite thing about the country of Nicaragua. I would have to say driving back to the airport or driving away from the Ponderosa on day 40 and watching the children on the side of the road waving to us and the, seeing the smiles on their face. Um, number two, favorite type of shoes. Favorite type of shoes? Kenny shoes. <laughs> not alligator shoes. Not alligator shoes. <laughs> and not even ostrich cowboy boots. <laughs> You know, I've always wanted to ask Dan if he's ever worn those, but I, I never have. He said he really likes them, and I was like, I wonder if he's ever worn them. <laughs> Favorite challenge you participated in? I love the water wheel. When we were strapped to the water wheel, and they spun us around, and we went um, upside down into the water tank, and we had to come up and spit water in the in the little tube. That was my favorite challenge. That's a, it was such a unique challenge, too, and very original. We had never really seen it before. And that's another thing. We actually started that challenge with Mayanka on the wheel, and um, we had to stop and take her off because she started choking. And then, oh, no. Um, yeah, and then it was, um, it was, was it Eve that took her place? I know it was, it was Alina, Eve, and I on the water wheel. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if it was, I think it was Eve, and Eve went on. So, um, but yeah, that was definitely my favorite challenge. Yeah, I really like that one. Favorite movie? Um, favorite movie. I just saw The Descendants, so I'd have to say that one. It was good. You would recommend it? Yes, it's a very good movie. All right, it has yeah. the Holly Hoffman seal of approval, so now everyone needs to go watch it. <laughs> All right, uh, favorite reward that you won? Favorite reward. Um, I would 
say I didn't win that reward, though. Um, <laughs> well, we won the chickens right away at the beginning, mm-hmm. when after we switched sides, um, so we were able to get some food. So I would definitely have to say when we won the chickens. Favorite Survivor contestant you wish you could have played with? So someone you haven't played with that you would want to? Oh, gosh, there's so many. That is a really hard question because there's so many. Well, I'll tell you who who I, I I've been with a couple times and I really enjoy um, being around this person. Um, I would have to say Rupert. All right, next question: favorite Chase Rice song? Oh gosh, um, favorite Chase Rice song? I can't think of the title. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, he's gonna kill me. <laughs> um it's something about I'm gonna go online and get the interview. Um what is the title of that song? <laughs> well you guys got me on that one because I can't get the title of the song. Okay. About, he talks about he sings about um summer nights or summer <laughs> <laughs> Please don't kill me, Chase. <laughs> Summer night something. <laughs> Let me look it up and then we'll go to the next one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so number eight is favorite Survivor season other than Nicaragua. I actually like, I like watching them all, but I I really like, I have to say Heroes versus Villains. It was a very good season. <laughs> it was. I liked that one. I, I liked, uh, that's the one that I would pick. I still can't find Chase's song. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite male model slash I cannot believe it's Butter spokesperson? <laughs> uh, this this is sort of a trick question. There's really only one answer. Fabio. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10. Favorite food you ate after getting voted out? Well, when I was voted out, I came into the Ponderosa, and Alina and Brenda were the only two two that greeted me, and Alina brought me a Snickers bar, and I remember looking up into the kitchen and seeing a jar of peanut butter there, and I walked over, and I grabbed the jar of peanut butter, and I dumped the Snickers bar into the jar of peanut butter, and I ate the whole jar of peanut butter, and then ate the Snickers bar. <laughs> nice. So I would definitely have to say the Snickers bar and the peanut butter. <laughs> well, that is all ten of our questions. Congratulations, you completed it, even if you didn't have the official song title down. <laughs> Only a country girl. <laughs> That's the name of the song. Okay. Well, we figured it out. All right. Complete. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So... That's it. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, Holly, we just thank you so much for, for coming on the show and talking with us. We really enjoyed hearing all of your thoughts and insights into this season, but also uh, your stories from Survivor Nicaragua. Is there anything you would like to plug and promote before we say goodbye? Um, I just, I, I really, you know, the whole experience of being on Survivor was amazing. Um, it's made me a better person. I would do it again in a heartbeat. And I just cannot express my thank you to all the fans. I have a great, you know, I get emails daily from people and, and I had to open up another Facebook. I, I just got on Twitter yesterday. So, um, but 
you know, it's just been an amazing experience for me, and I just, I'm just so thankful that I was able to play the game and and meet everybody. I just, I love talking about the show. I could talk for hours about Survivor, so um, it's just been incredible. Yeah, and uh, we thank you so much for coming on and talking about Survivor with us. Uh, we really loved hearing from you, and uh, we'd love to have you again on uh, again on the show sometime. Oh, absolutely. I would love to come back, and I, I thank you guys very much for having me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, once again, thank you so much, and uh, take care. Okay. Thanks, you guys. Thank you, Holly. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So, that was Holly Hoffman from Survivor Nicaragua. Uh, such a, such a nice lady, and it was such a joy to talk, talk with her and hear what uh, she thought about one world and also uh, Nicaragua. Yeah, I I really like her, so I'm really glad that she was able to come on to our podcast. Yeah, and I'm glad she was able to finally look up the name of the song. (laughs) 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 That that was good. Hopefully Chase won't kill her now. That is all we have for this podcast. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week, and we will be talking with Jeff Garst about six people from his list since we didn't get a chance to talk with him this week. But we thank you all for listening. Be sure to check us out on our website, survivorpodcast.blogspot.com. Check us out on Facebook and iTunes, David and Nicole's Survivor Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.